Riddle Me That is brought to you by Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast. Use creation tools right from your phone and your computer, and Anchor will distribute your podcast to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. And it's free. And now, your host, Alex Riddle. Riddle, 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 Riddle. What is up, everybody? You're tuning in to the Riddle Me That podcast with your host, Alex Riddle. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about the historic performance put on last night by Carlos Rodon, throwing a no-hitter against the Cleveland Indians, not being, you know, not knowing if he was going to be able to ever pitch again last year, dealing with all these injuries, finally living up to the Carlos Rodon hype. Gotta feel good for the guy. Got to feel good for the White Sox. Getting back to 500. So close to getting over that hump. Unbelievable night. Can't even put it into words. Go White Sox. Go Carlos. Lots to talk about there. We're also going to be talking some NBA. The Bulls officially suck again. They're terrible. Trash. I I don't know if I can ever watch a game again. I probably will, unfortunately. But lots to talk about with the sucking Bulls. And we have the West Coast Western Conference playoff run it's one for the ages lots to talk about on the west coast let's get after it so last night two outs away from a perfect game not even no hitter two outs in a perfect game carlos rodon hits roberto perez in the foot he didn't even attempt to get out of the way what a douche what a douche at that point in the game you know you're losing eight to zero this guy in the mound's trying to make you know, history for the rest of his life. And he just can't even get out of the way. You can't let him have the perfect game, you fucking asshole, Roberto Perez. But it's okay, because we still have a no-hitter intact. And Rodon gets it done. Gets two more outs. Bang. Game over. White Sox win. 20th no-hitter in White Sox history. Unbelievable experience for Carlos Rodon, who, like I said before, wasn't even sure if he was going to be able to pitch you know, going forward, you know, not even pitch, but, you know, pitch well. And I think the first two starts of the season proves it. Hasn't let up a run so far this year. Let's hope he can keep it going. But just listening to his, you know, post-game press conference, he was truly just in shock. I mean, the fact that, you know, they were asking him if you thought you would be here, you know, he would say, yeah, I'd not even a million years. So really heartfelt moment for Rodon and just the White Sox fans in general, you know, Kind of a weird start to the year. We're 6-6, six and six, you know, we're fine. We're right, you know, half game out of first place. But, you know, we easily could be, you know, 10-2 and two right now. We've had a lot of heartbreak losses this year. So hopefully this win can project us in the right direction. You know, we can get on a little winning streak here. Our, our schedule's been pretty tough, you know, facing the Indians four times, the Angels for four games, Red Sox coming up. So not an easy schedule by any means to start the season off. So you know what? We have Tim Anderson coming back. Today, actually coming off the IL, so things are starting to head in the right direction. Uh, but ultimately, you know, what an experience last night for everybody. Uh, the last time the White so besides Mark Burley, a lot of weird names, you know, one really standing out in particular that has thrown perfect games, so that's no hitter, Philip Umber on the White Sox, you know, throwing a perfect game, I want to say it was about, you know, seven, eight years ago. I remember it was versus Seattle. And it was like a three and two count, uh, and he threw. And on the third, 
on the last pitch for the third strike. There's no way that the batter went around. He definitely checked his swing with the ump, called him out anyway, threw him out at first, game over. Last night it was kind of similar. It was, you know, one out. Chang was up for the Indians, whoever the fuck Chang is. No, no idea who this Chang guy is. He keeps coming up on my game cast every night. But here he is again, totally inside. Ump brings him up. That is what I'm talking about. Giving Rodon the strikeout. He's like, hey, it's 8 0. Let this guy have his moment. Roberto Perez is a fuck. We already know that. So I'm going to give it to the guy. Unbelievable. And the best thing about this game was the White Sox put the game away in the first inning. That's what I've been waiting for all season. Their offense clicked right away against Zach Plesak, who's an, who always has the Sox number. So, you know, I, I was honestly worried about this game going into it because Rodon was, I, I think he was sick the other day with an upset stomach, so his start got bumped. And then, you know, Plesak has the numbers. So I was like, oh, I don't know how good this looks for us. But of all things, you know, of course, like the weirdest matchup that I can predict, you know, turns out being a no-hitter. So, we were all completely wrong here, but we take Sox wins when we can get them, especially when it comes in exciting fashion like this. Awesome, awesome day to be a Sox fan. I love that. You know, we've had, we've been blessed as White Sox fans. Yeah, the last 10 years have been really rough. You know, not a lot of things to cheer about, but we've had, we've had some exciting performances with, you know, Mark Burley's no-hitter perfect game. And then we had Umber, Carlos Rodon. Jose Bray winning MVP. So there has been some bright spots in the White Sox uh, tenure the last 10 years. But here's the next step. We made the playoffs last year. Let's win it all this year. Let's go all the way. Why not? You know, that's the, you know, we're going to get Eloy Jimenez back before the season's set in stone. Why not just have a year, boys? You know, it's, it, this season's been different. Yeah, we're 6-6. Six and six. We are in every single game we are not getting you know blown out as they say we are we're, we're here to play we're we're here to play and we're going to be competitive and th- at some point that's all you can ask for as a baseball fan you know right now the cubs i mean they're almost unwatchable and, and i'm not rooting against the cubs trust me i have been betting on the cubs i am not i'm not anti cubs anymore but they're hard to watch you know they're at a low point for their offense i think and a three-game span last week. I mean, and they keep playing the only, the only teams they've played so far this year are the Cub or are the Pirates and the Brewers. I mean, the Brewers are pretty solid. I'll give them that. But the you know, it's not like we're playing you know the Dodgers and the Cubs just like let, like let the Pirates beat them back-to-back games seven to one. Brewers have just been slamming it on them. So the Cubs got to figure it out. But the White Sox, you know, yeah, the Cubs are five and seven. Soccer six and six. There's a big gap in between that. Just you know, for the average fan that's wondering, the Cubs are gonna need to pick up their offense. It's not looking good right now. But luckily for them, you know, they have star power on that team. So hopefully they can pick it up. Uh, but for the White Sox, just keep trucking. You know, we're playing a tough schedule. Keep go. Keep playing each game like it's your last. Many more no no hitters to come this year. Let's go. Come on, everyone's throwing a no hitter. We're batting around. Let's go, White Sox. Hell of a day for Rodon. So I want to talk some West Coast basketball. We're going to get to the Bulls. Don't worry. I'm saving them for my Riddles rant. It's it's an easy Riddles rant this week. Um, I mean, this is the easiest one I've ever had probably because the Bulls are just that bad. They make me want to kill myself. But let's talk West Coast. That's something that we can all talk about that, you know, we'll, we'll bring a light into our day per se. The West Coast right now, so much better than 
East Coast basketball. I, although I keep saying, like, West Coast, East Coast, like, we're, like, rap battling. It's Western Conference, Eastern Conference. But I like it. West Coast. We're, we're sticking with it. Right now, it's like you see the top teams in the West Coast. With LeBron and AD in, the Lakers are favorites to make the finals. No, no questions about it. They will be back. Lakers are going to be, you know, that team that it's going to suck if they're going to, you know, kind of a lower C because they've been out. I mean, the Lakers have been holding their own, but, you know, the right now, the Utah Jazz, Denver Nuggets, Phoenix Suns, those are the top dogs in the Western Conference. Those are the teams to beat. They've been so fun to watch. Just watching a team like Denver, losing Jamal Murray for the season, not having him, honestly, a lot of the season. I mean, they've been, you know, it's been all Jokic, but everybody comes to play. You guys, you guys, because... You have guys like Tony Craig coming off the bench, just splashing threes. Michael Porter Jr., bullshit taking him. I mean, this guy's a monster. Fully healthy now. Jokic, obviously, probably, you know, should be MVP right now. Him or Joel Embiid. So, the Nuggets, you know, not you know not having a lot of superstar power, per se, besides Jokic. You know, playing great basketball. Phoenix Suns, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, DeAndre Aiden. I mean, that team is Filled with beasts. I mean, they play just watching them, watching that Utah Jazz versus Phoenix Suns game that week was just music to my ears. Just such great offense. I mean, they play as a team, team basketball. They don't need twenty superstars to win. Yeah, on Suns, you got Chris Paul, Devin Booker. I mean, that is a combo. But it's not like you know, you know, they stack their team. You know, it wasn't like when Chris Paul went to the Suns, everyone's oh, going to the finals. You know, no one thought that. But now look at them. They are. Proving the world wrong, along with the Utah Jazz. I mean, the Jazz coming out of... I mean, yeah, they've been good the last couple years, but they have been, I mean, the best team in the league this year. And you just watch them play. I mean, every game, they are just grinding down a team. And they just start making shots. You know, they have good ball movement. They get open looks. They have a big man and go bear down low. You know, a presence that you know can't really be matched too well in... In today's NBA. And then you go down the list. You know, you have Dallas Mavericks. Memphis Grizzlies. You know, they, they had a hell of a game last night. L- Luka Doncic. Best shot I've ever seen last night. Winning the game for the Mavericks with a game-winning three. One second left. Bang. And if those are your lower teams, I and mean, you got Portland in the mix. Ten games over. I mean, if Portland, Dallas, Memphis are rounding out your Western Conference, that is... Scary. I haven't even mentioned the LA Clippers, who have won about eight games in a row. Just shame on me for not mentioning them. They are proving also the world. I mean, I don't even know. This Western Conference playoffs is going to be one to tell your kids about because I don't want to play any team. I mean, and wound out the you know the playing games now, you got like Golden State, Steph Curry at the 10 seed. I mean, are you kidding me? I mean, it's just making me shiver over here about how talented this West Coast Conference is. I am so excited to see the playoffs. I can't even make predictions right now until I see, you know, some more seeding. But I I don't even want to be the guy saying who's coming out of there because whoever makes it out of there, damn, they got something special going on. Riddle's Rant of the Week. My real rant of the week. You already know. I've hyped it up. You know, I've actually kind of, you know, I've gotten excited, you know, to do this Reels rant of the week because I'm just so, I'm so dumb with the Bulls. You know, last week they just, 
they do us all dirty. You know, they win three games in a row. They beat Brooklyn Nets, Indiana Pacers, Toronto Raptors. Like, with authority. Like, looking good. You're like, all right, Vucevic is finally settling in. And he has. You know, he's put up numbers every game. That doesn't count for his shitty defense, though. I mean, why can't we have a big guy that can score and also defend? It just doesn't work that way, I guess, in Chicago. Because Vucevic is just getting posterized by every big guy that comes to play. You know, of course, that's the one thing, you know, on on the scouting report that it did say, you know, his rim protection not very good. Well, they were spot on with that because it's abysmal. And I'm not trying to bag on Vooch because he's actually, you know, him and Levine are the only source of offense that we have. But, so, as I was saying, last week we went three games against those those teams. We then go to Atlanta where Levine has the best game of his career, you know, scoring 50 points, you know, scoring at one point 25 straight points for the Bulls. They're taking out Atlanta, and they blow the game. You know, Trey Young ends up balling out. They, the Hawks come back, and that just literally def, def, deflated the Bulls because ever since that game, they've been trashed. They lost to the Hawks that game. They then lost to the Minnesota Timberwolves on Sunday. Looked terrible. So that's the worst team in the league. We then play the second worst team in the league on Wednesday against Orlando and also get smacked. They smack us. Wendell Carter and company, the revenge game, made us look like the biggest pussies I've ever seen in my life. I couldn't barely even watch the game. I think the Bulls were 10-point favorites. Are you kidding me? They were trash. I mean, no defense, no effort. Wendell Carter just abusing Vucevic down low. It couldn't get much worse. I mean, I could go on for days. I I think the Bulls are done. I mean, I don't see... I mean, how do you recover from losing to the Timberwolves and their Orlando Magic? I mean, oh my god. It wasn't like you know, they blew the game. The Bulls were never leading against Orlando. They were losing the, the entire game. And it's just, it's like, wow. It's like, how do you, you know, people say, how do you fix defense? And that's a great question because in my head in, in the NBA, it's like either you got it or you don't. And the Bulls personnel, they don't got it. Now, I'm not talking about coaching staff. I'm just talking about players. I mean, these guys can't defend. And you're asking, like, wow, these guys are draining against the Bulls. It's because they're getting wide-open jumpers. They're getting practice jumpers. I mean, the Bulls went to a 2-3 zone last night. A 2-3. What are we, middle school? Middle school Bulls, I guess. Because, I mean, that was disgusting. The 2-3 zone literally didn't do shit. The wild... Ennis, Terrence Ross, Gary Harris. And just the list goes on of guys just, oh, I can't, I'm just rubbing my head right now. I can't even, nightmare of a game last night. And the Bulls, energy, just terrible. They're all just like, oh, we suck. You know, you can just tell, like, we're screwed. They're all feeling sorry for themselves. Well, you know what? I feel sorry for you guys, too, because you know what? We just got Vucevic for the next three years. Him and Levine better figure it out because it's going to be curtains in Chicago. We're going to have to do, you know, 20 more years of rebuilding. It's going to be a long, long tenure here at the Bulls. It's, oh, man. At least, you know, the White Sox are figuring it out. You know, that's a team. You know, at one point, the White Sox and Bulls, both stuck in mediocre land. Bulls still stuck. White Sox figured it out. They got their rebuild on lock. They're competing for a championship now. Bulls, farthest thing from a championship I've ever seen. Chief or Spotlight of the Week. My G4 spot of the week 
Easy money. Luka Doncic, game-winning three against the Memphis Grizzlies last night. Unbelievable performance. I mean, the Mavericks, they should have lost that game for sure. The Grizzlies looked really good. Valanciunas, beast down low. He's been a tank. John Morant, monster. But Luka, man, Luka has that late-inning magic. He just he knows how to win. He, he's so confident. love watching him play. And, you know, he just finds a seam in the hole. I don't know why the Grizzlies, I mean, I, you could say, you know, you're welcome to Grayson Allen. Grayson Allen, what, hate that man, had a career night last night, knocking down every three he took, automatic. Misses two free throws when they're up two with three seconds left. I mean, I don't know what that was. And then, you know, that's what you get for missing two free throws, a dagger Three. I don't know how to explain the three Luka hit last night. He, like, got the ball. It was 1.9 seconds left, like, off one foot, like, split the gap, three ball, bang. Now, I want to highlight this isn't a G-Force. My roommate, Kyle Coffin here, he had, so he's really obsessed with doing these, like, same game. Well, this wasn't even a same game. This was, like, a, like, same game from many different teams probably last night. So he puts, like, $15 down to win, like, $2,000. And the only thing left, so, like, he needed, like, this all hit except this. He had Russell Westbrook triple-double and a Wizards win and hit. He had DeMontis Sabonis double-double, Pacers win, win. And then he had Jokic, just nine assists, hit. He had Draymond Green, 10-plus 10, 10 assists and the Warriors win, easy dubs. All he needs left now is Luka Doncic, 30 points and a Mavericks win. I'm sure you guys can guess how many points he had. 29 points and off that buzzer-beating three, Mavericks won the game. If he had one more point, Coffin would have won two grand. So you can say he's off the balcony today. I don't know where he is. Uh, it would you know it makes sense that he's off the balcony. I'd be off the balcony. Uh, but RIP to Coffin right there. You know, I, I did tell him, though, all this means that he's so close. Like, he's going to hit one of these soon. He's so close. He's, he's so horny for it. So, I just want to show that out there, though, because, I mean, show him some love. He, he, you know, he, he handled it pretty well last night. He stayed calm. I mean, he's like, yeah, what am I going to do? I mean, I'd be crying. That's all I know. I'd be crying. But look at Doncic, though. Hero of the night. Mavericks with the dub. My flick of the week this week. We're taking it to Hulu. It's a show recommended from none other than my good friend Cole Nieder. What a bitch. Fuck, that's delicious. That that that's what the show's called. It's a it's almost like a documentary on Action Bronson and his crew. You know his like best friends. They travel the world and they get all this like good food. So, so literally, this like this show is literally a, a camera guy following Action Bronson and his friends. Or you know, it, it's not his friends. So, I mean, these guys are part of like his rap crew. Like two of them are rappers. One's a DJ, and they go get this unbelievable food at all these different countries, all these restaurants. It'll show side clips of like him performing, uh, or like they'll just be like smoking fat, like fat blunts everywhere. Like one time they went to like this like this glass shop and they they put the clams that they were eating in like the like the glass. So instead of like smoking like dabs, they put you know clams in there. It was like the best clams we've ever had. So these guys are goons, all right. And good for Action Bronson. You know he's fat as hell in this show. And he actually this this I mean this is like it was like four seasons of this show, so this is so I'm watching it from like four or five years ago. He is now in really great shape. He's really muscular. You know, apparently he had a kid 
He was trying to be healthier. I mean, he couldn't have, I mean, he probably was told, you know, and I think he was told, like, hey, like, you got to get healthier or it's not going to be good for you, you know, going forward. So good for Bronson. You know, know, he's a, you know, a hard motherfucker. Like, he is, you know, he's a down-to-earth guy. Like, like he's going to tell you how it is. You know, he's all about brotherhood. Great guy, honestly. I love watching the show. It makes, you have to eat something during it, though, because you could not watch the show on an empty stomach watching what they're eating. I mean, they have every type of food you want. So highly recommend watching Action Bronson. Fuck that's delicious. It's a banger. Let's go action. Loving music. My bet of the week this week. I'm taking to the south side. White Sox coming off a no-hitter. Playing the Indians for the fourth game of this four-game series. Sox trying to take the series three out of four. We're riding with the White Sox. We got Lance Lynn on the bump. Has been lights out all season. And I'm feeling sexy. White Sox, I'm taking a minus one. They're plus odds, so it's plus 104. Um, four minus one, as opposed to taking the money line at minus one. I think it's like minus like 140, minus 150. So at least if they you know win by one run, we push. Other than that, we win. So I think the plus 104 odds are good. We're taking it. You know, we're riding high in the White Sox right now. They are winning today. No questions about it. Put your money down. White Sox minus one against the Indians. Got to do it quick. They start in 10 minutes. So let's go, Sockies, baby. That's all the time we have today on the Riddle Me That podcast. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Have yourselves a weekend. It's going to be a nice weekend. A little chilly, but it's going to be nice out. Take advantage. Summer's coming soon. We got this, everybody. With COVID, you know, on the downfall, we are rising to the top. Enjoy the weather. Enjoy every moment. I love you guys. I'll see you guys next week. Real Daddy, he's out.